from Portland International Raceway. This is Indy Next by Firestone. With complete coverage of today's race, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. There are just three races remaining in the 2023 Indy Next by Firestone Championship. And with every race and every lap, the championship picture gets a little bit clearer. Hello, folks. My name's Nick Yeoman. Thank you so much for starting your day as we get set for lots of open wheel racing in the pacific northwest this is the index by firestone grand prix of portland brought to you by firestone for conquering what's next the official tire of indy next as i mentioned my name is nick gilman our driver analyst davy hamilton is with us and uh davy this championship picture starting a little bit more clear christian rasmussen comes in with a 50 point advantage it's a nice cushion with three races to go but there are still plenty of points and uh, plenty of racing on the line for guys like Hunter McElray, Jacob Abel, and Nolan Siegel to get hot here at the end of the season. Yeah, exactly right. So you look at that 50-point lead, pretty pretty nice stretch. That's basically a race, Nick. So he has a nice advantage uh, here going into this this uh, uh, race here in Portland. With two more remaining, though, you never know. you gotta you got to behave. You have to make sure you finish the race and, and, and get the maximum points that you can to go into Laguna Seca comfortable. But you got to look at uh, McElroy. He's, he's charging. He's after it. But he has to be careful because Jacob Abel's right behind him with, like you said, Siegel only two points behind Abel. So there's some there's definitely points uh, and stipulations going throughout the, the this, these last three races, and they're all important. Everybody wants to get in that, if not top two, top three, definitely top five. Yesterday in qualifying, it was the driver who enters the weekend fifth in points, Louis Foster, who grabbed his fourth pole of the season as he's most assuredly trying to build some momentum for year number two in the Indy Next Championship. Yesterday, our pit reporters, Ryan Marine, Alex Wolf, you're going to hear from them a little bit later today. They caught up with the pole sitter, Louis Foster, and the points leader, Christian Rasmussen. Championship leader Christian Rasmussen will start in the inside of the second row, P3, to start the race. Good enough starting spot for you? Yeah, I mean, when you're not pole, it's never good enough, right? But uh, no, I think that's what we had today. Um, as a little bit with figuring out the traffic out there was was you know a little bit of an issue, but uh, P3 is okay. You know, we are right there, uh, right next to to Hunter, where where we need to be. You know. Uh, I, with with the gap that I have, you know, I don't have to to win every race um, for the rest of the season. So I'm just kind of focusing on getting the most out of it. And uh, P3 is not all not all that bad. Good luck in the race. Thank you, Alex. Louis Foster on the pole position, and Louis, take us through that lap that got you to P1. Yeah, we um, waited longer than the others. Uh, everyone else got a lap more than me, or two laps, I think maybe. Um, but we made it work. Andretti gave me an amazing car. I uh, can't thank them enough for that. Um, but yeah, it was quite difficult. I was struggling quite a lot throughout the session. I made a few mistakes and nearly didn't get it, but managed to just put one lap in at the end that was good enough. So we'll take it. Fourth pole of the season. Now what's it going to take to get a second race win of 2023? I think we've learned a lot this year uh, from, from the start to now. So yeah, I'm pretty confident with our, with our chances. It was a great run. We congratulate you and wish you the best of luck. Cool, thank you. Louis Foster on the pole position for Indy Next by Firestone. And uh, Davey Hamilton, I think if Louis Foster does come back for a second year in Indy Next, and all indications are he probably will, he's going to be a guy that we circle as a championship favorite because uh, the pace that he has shown, the racecraft is still maybe a work in progress, but boy, the, the pace that he's shown maybe over one lap is about as good as anybody in this sport right now. Yeah, right now you're exactly right, and and great opportunity for him starting on this front row. Get try to get a win, and obviously every driver in this field has aspirations, Nick, to go IndyCar racing. They want to step up to the next level. You know, there's only a few that have the real opportunity to do that right now. Those that don't have that opportunity, um, they need to keep fighting, get back into the series. Um, it, it's it's a legit series. It, it's a really good. Um, track and race craft at it from these cars to Indy cars, so uh, they'll just keep fighting away, and and uh, we'll see what happens today on this championship. I think Rasmussen has a really, really good opportunity. If he pulls off a win, I think it'll just be he'll be untouchable. But right now, Foster and McElroy are going to try to keep him from doing that from the front row. Yeah, Davey, put yourself in the cockpit of uh, car number six as we're about uh, five and a half minutes away from firing the engines here at Portland International Raceway. You've got the points lead, your Christian Rasmussen, but. You're starting third. You got cars all around you, and yeah. this is a pretty uh, nervous turn number one in terms of uh, the racetracks that we visit. <laughs> well, pretty nervous. I think that's a bad understatement because this is the turn one, Nick. That, as you know, 
it it uh, it uh, it creates some havoc on starts and restarts. And hopefully, this 17 car field could get through there nice and clean. And that's the biggest thing is is Rasmussen. You, you know he'll take care of himself, but it's the cars around him that make sure that they behave, don't get into him to re- try ruin his day right off the bat. And I can say there's 17 cars going for one slot, getting down between turns one and two. So it's uh, it's always an exciting starts and exciting restarts here at Portland International Raceway. All right, let's talk a little bit about this racetrack. It is 12 turns, just uh, 1.964 miles in length. One of the smaller road courses that we visit on the IndyCar and Indy Next calendar, uh, but it has certainly uh, provided some really, really exciting racing over the years. We've got three pretty good turn announcers out there to help call the action. We start with Michael Young, who will be calling the action down there in turn number one. Hello, Michael. Good morning, Nick Yellman. Chaos Corner down here in the Pacific Northwest as they make their way down this front straightaway at Portland International Raceway. They will be greeted with a tight right-hander, and there is curbing to driver's right, but a lot of the drivers will just duck in between what is the safer barrier, the safety fence, at curbing. They will cut that corner as best they can, try to keep as much rhythm as they can, and then they are greeted with turn number two, which is an extremely tight, almost 150-degree turn. As they negotiate that turn, they will actually put the left sides up on that curbing and try to carry as much speed as they can out of turn number two, and that's where things will get bottlenecked in this turn number two area. The drivers will then carry that momentum. They'll let that car drift out to the curbing to their outside, driver's right, and that will be the entrance to turn number three. They will touch those tires on that curbing, and then it's about a two football fields and a half, about 250 yards down into turn number four. They'll bump it down a gear and then make their way through that sweeping slow right-hander, and then they will come upon turn number five, and that's when things can get extremely hairy. They'll come to the view of our very own Jake Query. Happy birthday, Jake. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to spend birthday number 39 here in Portland, Oregon. Turns five, six, and seven is what I will watch at this racetrack. And essentially, the way that works is this. I am looking at, it's actually 51. Mark James just corrected me in my ear. Uh, This area that I'm watching, basically just think of it if you're looking at a horseshoe. The top left of that would be turn number five. It's a right-handed turn and then down into the horseshoe, so to speak, and that long bottom curve of it is turn number six. It's a long sweeping turn that moves you to the left. Now, ideally, you'd like to get your race car down along the very inside, the lower line, if you will, of that turn number six. There is some rumble strip there that will remind you if you get too far down, but you have to then swing it out just a little bit because you set up for a right-hander that is turn number seven. After that turn, A very brief little straight before a slight kink that is turn number eight and then along to the main backstretch straightaway here at Portland. And that is an area where you start to get up and get back into the throttle exiting turn number eight. Exciting area, the racetrack to call, Nick, and we will see. It's a very, at times, it can be a tricky one if you get hung out too much. We saw it yesterday with Marcus Erickson. So the best of the best can get caught up here in this area of the racetrack. Look forward to watching it today. When they they leave Jake's view, they roar out of turn number seven, and uh, Mark Janes, you're going to be calling that backstretch portion of the racetrack one of the fastest portions on this joint. Yeah, it's a tree line, 2,180 foot length and straight away. Uh, Twelve turns at all, as you mentioned. uh, The trickiest portion will greet them into turn number nine. They'll glide a bit to the left. This is where the cars look very, very fast. 10, 11, and 12. It kind of looks like a short oval in reverse. 11 could be void of grip and speed. We've seen that all throughout the course of the weekend, no matter the series. There is a barrier to driver's left off of turn number 11 at turn 12. That's where some tires and arm co are located, and they will reach out and grab you if you get the left sides over that curbing upon exit. They hope to ma- manage that quarter very, very well, Nick Yeoman, because if they do, that long front straightaway and plenty of speed is the reward. It is almost time to go racing as the Midwestern portion of the schedule in the rearview mirror with trips to Iowa, Nashville, Indianapolis, and St. Louis. We wrap it all up here on the West Coast with a race here today in Portland and then wrapping it up next weekend at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in Monterey for a double header. The winner of this race a year ago was Benjamin Peterson. He'll get a chance to compete in the NTT IndyCar Series race a little bit later today. And uh, how about yesterday in qualifying? The old track record held by Pato Award at a minute 2.807 and a couple drivers uh, eclipsed that mark yesterday. Louis Foster, the new track record holder at a minute 2.630 as he will lead the field to the green flag as we are set to go racing for the Indy Next by Firestone 
Grand Prix of Portland right here on IndyCar Radio. Here to give the command to start engines, your Grand Marshal for the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix of Portland from the Oregonian, Kim McKelvey. Here's today's Indy Next by Firestone starting lineup. Row 9. Matthew Brabham, car number 76 with Hugo's Hollinger Racing, United States, but grew up in Australia. Row 8. Jamie Chadwick, number 28, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Josh Pearson, number 14, HMD Motorsports, United States. Row 7. Ernie Francis Jr., number 99, HMD Motorsports with Force Indy, United States. Jagger Jones, number 98, Kate Motorsports, United States. Row 6. James Rowe, number 29, Andretti Autosport, Ireland. Christian Vogel, number 7, HMD Motorsports and Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Row 5. Yuvan Sindramurthy, number 57, Abel Motorsports, United States. Jacob Abel, number 51, Abel Motorsports, United States. Row 4. Daniel Frost, number 68, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, Singapore. Nolan Siegel, number 39, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Row 3. Victor Franzoni, number 75, Funko's Hollinger Racing, Brazil. Preschool, number 10, HMD Motorsports, USA. Row 2. Kevin Simpson, number 21, HMD Motorsports, United States and Cayman Islands. Christian Rasmussen, number 6, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coin Racing, Denmark. On the outside of Row 1. Hunter McElroy, number 27, Andretti Autosport, New Zealand. And starting on the pole... Louis Foster, number 26, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Alex Wolf and Ryan Marine have been doing a great job all weekend gathering sound, talking to drivers, and providing you insight uh, of what has been going on in the paddock and a pit lane. Let's get some final thoughts as we're set to go racing. Alex Wolf, we'll start with you. I'm keeping an eye on Victor Franzoni. He returned a couple of races back to the series. He had some great runs back in 2018, and he had a top-five run in practice, sixth rolling off on the grid, and he told me that it's been all about trying to relearn these cars, relearn the tracks, and see perhaps what the future could hold. So Victor Franzoni, I think, going to be one to watch today as we get more stories for the pit lane with Ryan Marine. Hey, thanks, Alex. The family connections in this field to this racetrack run deep. Matthew Brabham and Jagger Jones both had famous racing fathers that raced here in both Indy cars and sports cars, Jeff and Brabham and PJ Jones, respectively. Josh Pearson, who's from this area, his father has raced here in the Rose Cup races, and James Rowe, his uncle Michael, made an IndyCar start here back in the middle of the 1980s. All of them looking to recreate the past of their famous forefathers, or in one case, uncle, and we'll see what they can do here at Portland International Raceway in the anti-penultimate round of the Indy Next by Firestone championship thanks guys davy hamilton just 35 laps this is uh, an all-out sprint here in indy next by firestone and these guys are turning laps right around a minute uh, this thing's gonna go by in a hurry knock it, on wood it, yeah it is going by in a hurry only a 1.9 mile course as you said you get around here really really quick around one minute range so 35 laps is an extremely short race for these guys usually they're in the 100 mile range this is going to be more in the 70 mile range so um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be hammered down and a lot of, uh, could be a lot of action this short amount of time as they line up side by side going through turn 10. Pace car starts to pull away from the field as they navigate the right hander of turn number 10 and then the double apex of turn 11 and 12. Andretti Autosport teammates on the front row. It is Louis Foster, Hunter McElray, and Foster is already on it. He's going to hammer the accelerator. Michael Young, we are racing in the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix of Portland. And Louis Foster looks to the inside of his teammate. Actually, whoa, we've got all kinds of tire smoke. And we have cars or points in a Christian Rasmussen around. We've got the machine of Victor Franzoni that will use the runoff of Rasmussen tied up with it looks like Hunter McElray and the machine of Kiffin Simpson. They sit with Jamie Tradwick waiting there. They're all in turn number one as the field makes their way through turn number five. And the big winner in all that, if you want to call it, Nick, would be Daniel Frost. He has worked his way up into the second position as the leaders worked their way through turn number seven and now we've gone full course yellow as we have a full-fledged parking lot down there in turn number one Davey Hamilton this is kind of what we feared that is just a really really tough right-hander to navigate 
Yeah, you know, just we, we talked about it, and these drivers know how difficult it is, and there's no sense on the first lap to charge it. We'll watch replay. They're four or five wide going into it. We see Foster with a nice lead, but I'll tell you who it looked like it was. Uh, let me see here who started that whole thing. was actually gold. Gold in that gold car got in the back of that six car, and uh, looks like he caused the initial turnaround. You see, well, actually, you're right. In the 75 car, uh, Franzoni went into the back of gold. You're exactly right. Franzoni into gold, gold into Rasmussen, and then just chaos from there. Yeah, it's like uh, there's five or six cars involved. Michael Young, you can probably give us a roll call of uh, who all is uh, sitting down there in turn number one. Well, it's kind of difficult to see because with Reese Gold Machine, it's just Hunter McElroy. I can see a little bit of yellow, and I believe that was Jamie Chadwick at the beginning of the race, but here comes Jamie through the course right now, so that is indeed Reese Gold as Davey had just described. But with the, the AMR IndyCar safety key, there's three or four cars there that is just a nice, I mean, everybody's buried right there and a, and a tough start, but... As that, as we talk about that, Christian Rasmussen, I think the luckiest out of that is he still rolls through, makes his way through turn number five right now. He basically got on the gas, spun that car back around, fell to the back of the field, but at least he's still running and won't go a lap down. Yeah, it looks like there were at least three cars that are kind of hooked up there at the exit of turn number one. Those are Hunter McElray, Reese Gold, and Kippen Simpson. We see the nose is removed from Jacob Abel. Uh, looked like uh, Josh Pearson's car was heavily damaged. It waits uh, in the runoff area as well. So uh, utter carnage here on the opening lap. Uh, Ryan Marine, I'm sure some of those other cars that maybe got out of turn number one are starting to make their way down to pit lane in front of you. Just one on my end, and that was Victor Franzoni, who had a, a serious front wing damage. They replaced that front wing on that car. They also had to change the left front tire, and it was really quick work by the crew to get him out with those repairs and that tire change. Uh, it looked like they had a puncture on the left front, so that's why they made that change, and that keeps him, I believe, on the lead lap. So really nice work by the Hunkos Hollinger crew to try and salvage this race for Victor Franzoni after that great qualifying effort. So uh, again, first full course caution. It happens lap one, turn one, as Victor Franzoni gets into the back of Reese Gold. And that sends uh, Christian Rasmussen spinning. And they stack up behind. Jacob Abel is hopping out of his car. One of our championship contenders appears to be done. Hunter McElray's car has been elevated off the ground as they try to get it disconnected from Reese Gold and Kippen Simpson's damaged machines. So the cleanup uh, will continue. And we'll take our first break. Louis Foster is being shown the race leader. Daniel Frost second. Nolan Siegel third. Jagger Jones fourth. And Christian Bogle fifth here at Portland International Raceway. I'm Indy Next driver Josh Pearson, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Unfortunately, Josh Pearson, one of those drivers, caught up in the accident, and, Davey, we're seeing a view of Hunter McElray pull away. Uh, again, entered this race 50 points back, still in the championship hunt, but he's got a host of problems with car 27. Yeah, he sure does. One, fortunately, he got back in that car, does have a flat tire. They're going to get around to the pit area. Right now, Simpson's pulled into his pit stop or pit to, to look at that car. And also seeing uh, Pearson actually got into the back. It's a completely different incident in the same corner. Pearson got into the back of a car on the outside line as well. And I tell you, sometimes it pays to be in the back. We've seen Paige Jones hasn't had the, the best of luck this weekend. Starting towards the back. He went by everybody. He's in fourth place right now, so it sometimes pays to start in the back of these races. For more on the Carnage Report, let's go to Pit Lane and Alex Wolf. Well, just rolled by on the front straightaway. Yuvin Sundra Morthy had the uh, car number 57 in for Able Motorsports, and they took a tire off and dealt with some problems with the right front corner of that car. They were able to make those repairs with the wrenches, put the tire back on, and he's now rolled back out onto the course, and it looks like momentarily Hunter McElroy will be coming in as well. It's a 17-car field, Davey, but all told, I mean, I would imagine about half of the field uh, was involved in this accident, and as you pointed out during the break, there were some separate incidents. I mean, the, the Josh Pearson, the damage that he had to the left front, really kind of a, a separate incident compared to this one that stacked up gold and McElroy and Simpson. 
Yeah, exactly right. And it just clogged everybody up, and you're exactly right. There are eight cars that did not get into it out of the 17. Last one that didn't get into it, sitting P8, is Brabham. Rasmussen showing in P9 right now. Obviously, he got tagged, but didn't look like it hurt his car. He was able to kind of spin around, uh, keep on the gas, and continue on. Uh, didn't do his tires any favor, but for sure, he burned a lot of tire off from that hit. Didn't look like anything small as uh, McIlroy comes into uh, pit lane. And he is in front of Alex Wolf. With that front wing assembly missing, they're going to put the fresh one on. The left front wheel, the Firestone tire, is back on the rim, so they're going to have to change that as well. A lot of flat spots on the other corners. They're mainly going to deal with that left front. It's a beehive of activity. they got to try to lift it up with that flat tire. They were able to grab the wishbone on the upper A-frame of the left front, and they're now going to make that tire change as McElroy is behind the driver's seat. They get the old tire off that's flat. It's right next to me, and they put the new one on. Scuff marks just uh, beyond where the nose cone is now on. They try to get the jack off. They fire the car off. Now he gets out onto the track. Appreciate that, Alex Wolf. Uh, some avoidable contact uh, penalties pending. We're being shown for Reese Cold, although, again, after uh, seeing the replay, I, I think that one probably lays at the feet of Victor Franzoni. But here's yeah, how they will restart the... Uh, I'll let you get in there, Dave. I mean, that one yeah, definitely no, that, that's right. That, that, they need to look at the video because Reese Gold had, you know, he was an innocent bystander. It was Franzoni 100% causing that entire thing. When you get it smashed into in the back and pushing the car in front of you, you should not be penalized for that. I mean, he had just uh, looked like he was on the brakes. He was going to clear Rasmussen until Franzoni blasted him in the back. Michael Young, update us on the cleanup down there at turn number one. Yeah, we look all good. Looks like we'll get ready to go here. They just moved Josh Pearson and Jacob Abel's car behind the fence. So I think we're going to go racing here, Nick, at the Portland International Raceway. They're heading your way, Michael. It's going to be Louis Foster, Daniel Frost, Nolan Siegel, the front three as we restart here in Portland. A lot cleaner this time through turn number one. Louis Foster will lead the way. And the season opener winner, Daniel Frost, P2, Nolan Siegel, Jagger Jones, Christian Bogle. They're your top five. The field in the back. Some guys really dicing for position. Some of those quicker cars. But Louis Foster, about three cars over Daniel Frost. Yeah, Foster starts to extend that a little bit through turn number five. Frost has right on his rear wing, Nolan Siegel running in third. Then you wait a second for Jones and Bogle. They've separated from Jamie Chadwick who now has Ernie Francis Jr. to his outside, but she's going to hold him up through turn number six. Leaders already now through turn number eight. Christian Rasmussen has her in the crosshairs now. He's already picked up a couple of spots on the restart. He lost, dropped the, the, to a 61-point lead in the points, and I know it's early, but it's significant. He was lucky to get restarted, Nick Yeoman. He has now improved his position from ninth to sixth just on the restart. Yeah, just pulled off a really nice pass on Jamie Chadwick, heading down to that switchback of 9 and 10, so move the points leader back up into the 6th position as uh, Louis Foster leads the field back into turn number 1. Yeah, it looks really good through turn number one as Daniel Frost now about five car lengths behind. Nolan Siegel starting to get a little pressure from Jagger Jones, Christian Bogle. Then it's that Christian Rasmussen machine. They are your top six, but Louis Foster now ten car lengths ahead of Frost. And what this has done now is suddenly put cars up front that organically didn't qualify there. So you have kind of a juxtaposition of natural speed. Leader Louis Foster, eight car length advantage, works his way cleanly through turn number seven. Rest of the field now single file working their way out of turn number six but foster now setting up out of turn number eight jacker jones hoping for a top five here his best finish this year on the podium in detroit race number one in which he had the second spot back up front louis foster has opened up a 1.2 second lead over daniel frost Siegel, jones bogle the top five battle for the seventh position shaping up as jamie chadwick all of a sudden has found herself running mid-pack but uh, putting the pressure on is ernie francis and that force indy number 99 machine out of the final corner they're separated by just a couple car lengths michael it's the battle for seventh here in portland and jamie chadwick ernie francis jr they have battled throughout this 2023 campaign once christian rasmussen got around jamie chadwick he's checked out to about seven car lengths ahead now jamie chadwick looking in those rear view mirrors here comes ernie francis jr they enter turn number four it's jamie chadwick about two car lengths ahead 
Coming to the area of the racetrack where Ernie Francis Jr. tried to make a pass last time by, but Jamie Chadwick was able to close that door on Francis Jr. Matthew Brabham just behind this battle. Again, Jamie Chadwick sets up turn number seven, two car lengths in order, Ernie Francis Jr. Distance remains the same, now setting up for turn number eight. Yeah, no question that Matthew Brabham, once he gets some straightaway speed, he can start to close the gap a little bit. Again, back up front, it's uh, Foster with about a 1.5 second lead over Daniel Frost. Frost is pretty much holding serve. He has a comfortable advantage over Nolan Siegel. Siegel starting to step away from Jagger Jones a bit. Working lap number seven here at Portland International Raceway. Louis Foster is your race leader. Foss, Frost, Siegel, Jones, and Bogle the top five. Christian Rasmussen, the points leader, is up to sixth. Jamie Chadwick runs seventh. She's trying to hold off Ernie Francis Jr. in eighth. Matthew Brabham runs in ninth. James Rowe Jr. is tenth. Victor Franzoni is eleventh. Those are the only eleven cars on the lead lap. One lap down, being involved in that opening lap accident. Yuvin Sunderamorthy, he runs in 12th. Two laps down, Kippen Simpson, he's in 13th. Also two laps down is Reese Gold in the 14th position. Tough break for Hunter McElray. He's back out there, but he's being shown three laps down in 15th. And two drivers out of the race right now. Jacob Abel, 16th. Josh Pearson, 17th. Davey, this restart, much, much cleaner than what we saw at the start of the race. Yeah, much cleaner, and you know we've seen that chaos in that first corner. We we all we talked about was championship going into this. Well, right now we talked about Rasmussen getting you know uh, spun out in that first corner, but he gains points. He was 50 leading McElroy going into this race. Right now he's he's plus 63. That will almost put a cap on. I mean, mathematically, no, it doesn't. But yes, it's pretty darn close with the car count that they have to put a cap on him. Siegel is in that third position, only 10 points behind McElroy now. Then. Foster is only seven points behind him. It's Abel that took the big hit. He got in that incident as well. So although Rasmussen got hung on that wreck, so did everybody behind him that's he, that he's competing with. Jake Query, let's take a peek at the battle for fourth. Jagger Jones and Christian Bogle pretty tight around turns five and six. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that, Nick, is that Christian Rasmussen is right behind it. As a matter of fact, he tried to go ahead and get a buy one, get one, couldn't do it. But all of a sudden, Jagger Jones, Christian Bogle, right on his rear wing. Rasmussen fell back just a little bit, maybe anticipating. But that battle just in front of him, market continues to heat up. Yeah, got a pretty keen eye on that battle, does Christian Rasmussen. We thought it was going to go side by side. Now it does. Jagger Jones slides in front of Christian Bogle, cuts him off. They stay nose to tail now, set up for turn to run 11. It's nose to tail now. We'll see if he gets a run as they cross the start finish line. They'll move back to the front stretch, and it is the 98 machine of Jagger Jones holding on to that fourth spot, but maybe only for now. Christian Bogle's got to run, Michael, into turn one. He'll look to the outside. Jagger Jones will have the preferred line as he stays ahead of Christian Bogle. Again, the battle for that fourth position. The grandson of the great Parnelli Jones makes his way through turn number four. Two Carlings ahead of Christian Bogle. Again, the battle for fourth. As they come into turn number five, all of a sudden it is a three-car battle because Rasmussen is right there on the rear wing of Christian Bogle. Bogle's bigger work in front of him is that of Jagger Jones. You can throw a blanket over these three cars. Again, running fourth fifth and sixth. Jones, a little separation with Bogle. Rasmussen drops back again off turn number seven. That incident involving Rasmussen on the opening lap, Nick Yeoman, reminds me of Scott Dixon a couple of years ago when he was in a championship chase. He got bottled up in a lot of cars in the very same area. Thanks to the fact the safety truck yeah. moved, allowed him to pull out. He went on to win the championship. Rasmussen is hoping for a similar fate today. Involved in the accident, but didn't get any damage. Uh, that's the, probably the best news for Christian Rasmussen. Let's put a bow on that final, uh, on that lap one accident. As for Victor Franzoni, uh, he's been hit with the avoidable contact penalty. He'll have to stop on pit lane. He'll be held for 60 seconds. Ryan Marine says he is serving that penalty right now. So uh, Victor Franzoni going to fall to the tail end of the lead lap as we are working lap number 11 here at Portland International Raceway. Louis Foster's lead is up to 2.7 seconds. He's doing a fantastic job for pole position. Uh, he leads over Daniel Frost again, 2.7 seconds. 4.6 back to Nolan Siegel, who runs in third. And we've been watching that uh, fantastic battle for fourth, fifth, and sixth between Jagger Jones, Christian Bogle, and then Christian Rasmussen. you got to go about 10 to 12 car lengths back when you'll find Jamie Chadwick, who runs in seventh. Ernie Francis Jr. is eighth. Matthew Brabham, ninth. And then James Rowe, the uh, final driver inside the top ten. And uh, Davey, again, we're watching Jagger Jones doing everything he can to hold off 
uh, Christian Vogel. That's got to be a little nerve-wracking for the points leader, Rasmussen, who might be faster than both of those guys. But the last thing you want to do is get mixed up in, uh, in a battle that goes over the top. Well, right now, I think what, uh, what Rasmussen is hoping that his tires hang on because he... When that incident, he really smoked tires a lot. He was on the brakes, spinning around. A lot of smoke come off. That wears your tires out, obviously, quicker. But you're right. The Jones and Bogle got a nice little battle, only three-tenths apart between those two cars. Rasmussen just kind of watched him staying out of that heat right now, but would love to get by both of them. And working again, lap number 12. We're watching Louis Foster as he heads towards the back straightaway in that Andretti Autosport car with a very, very healthy lead, uh, 2.9 seconds. It continues to grow. I mean, that's probably the best news for him, Davey. All those other fast drivers, the guys in championship contention, uh, they're either out of the race or with damage, and this is a setting up nicely for Foster. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's a situation where he, he it helps him in this championship, and he has a nice lead right now over three seconds over Frost, just kind of taking it easy. Once this win, that Andretti car's been fast all weekend. He, had, he was uh, up front, and the up front paid off this this race to get that clean start, not getting uh, taken out. Foster, Frost, Siegel. Let's look back at that battle for fourth. Michael Young, Jagger Jones, and Christian Bogle. Yeah, it's kind of settled down a little bit. Jagger Jones about three car lengths ahead of Christian Bogle, then four car lengths back to our points leader, Christian Rasmussen. But Rasmussen gets a nice run through turn number four. Still Jagger Jones in that fourth position. Almost feels like Rasmussen is trying to balance being aggressive to get past these two, but also at the same time waiting to find out and make sure that they don't organically take one another out because Jones has had Bogle right on his rear wing. And again, through turn number six, Rasmussen just a little bit slower off of the turn allows them to get away just a little bit. But Markton on the main straight, he makes that speed back up. Yeah, I think he's exercising a lot of patience here. He'll take advantage of a mistake if it comes. Meanwhile, a little bit further behind them in the seventh position on back, Nick. Chadwick, Bernie Francis Jr., Brabham, they're all hooked up. That's a pretty good nose-to-tail battle. Yeah, it's a bit of a hornet's nest uh, back there from seventh or eighth on back behind Jamie Chadwick as you've got some drivers uh, that are trying to fight their way back to the field. We've seen Reese Gold's been super aggressive. He's two laps down. Kippen Simpson is in the mix as well. Uh, he's also two laps down, so they're battling for the 13th spot, but everybody kind of all over each other there, Michael, in turns one and two. Yeah, it's interesting to watch everybody try to regroup themselves. It's James Rowe, then Kiffin Simpson, Reese Gold, and Yuven Sundaramurthy really had a battle about 10 laps ago through turns four and five, but everybody trying to make up the ground, Jake, that they lost in that first lap crash. Yeah, Foster has absolutely checked out because he's worked his way all the way now back onto that back stretch. Taking a look again at Jamie Chadwick with Ernie Francis Jr. just behind her. I say just behind. Distance now, about six car lengths. Uh, shouldn't make note of the fact that Brabham and Rowe had a pretty good battle for that ninth position. Those would be the final two cars on the lead lap. When you get to the 57 of Sundar Abuthi, that's where everyone is a lap down or more. Franzoni in the 12th position. He's a lap down. Then you go back to Simpson, Golden, McElroy. Battle for third continues to be a good one, Michael, as Christian Rasmussen continues to put the pressure. I should say it's a battle for fourth on Jones and Bogle, then to turn number one. It's big picture time for Christian Rasmussen. He could potentially ease the uh, pressures he would have in the final two races if he could pick up another two positions. He's in six, trying to get up around the two cars ahead of him. It's the machine of Jagger Jones and Christian Bogle as they enter turn five. Under overcast skies and very cool temperatures at the Portland International Raceway, suddenly Christian Rasmussen is trying to heat things up to get himself back up towards the front. But again, coming off of turn number six, finds himself about seven car lengths behind Christian Bogle. Bogle five behind Jagger Jones. 3.5 seconds to lead for Louis Foster over Daniel Frost. Frost has about a two-second lead over third-place running Nolan Siegel. Siegel some four seconds ahead of Jagger Jones, who continues to fend off Bogle and Rasmussen. Davey, you made a pretty good point about Christian Rasmussen uh, going for that spin and kicking up a ton of smoke, tire smoke uh, during that spin. What does that do to a race tire and what must that feel like behind the wheel after uh, you, you've gone through a spin like that. No damage on the car, but certainly those firestone tires have taken a pounding. Yeah, so what happens too, Nick, and what really hurts tires is what we call heat cycles. That means that you get them hot, they cool off, you get them hot. You know, they only can withstand about three or four heat cycles before they really start dropping off. The rubber just 
you know, starts getting harder. It's, it's, it's more cured at that point, and the grip just kind of goes away. Well, that was a massive heat cycle right there. And, and uh, now, you know, it shouldn't hurt it too much if they, they stay green here. But, you know, also what that does, it wears, as you know, when you see that smoke coming out the tire, that rubber's wearing off. There's not a lot of rubber on these tires to start with, uh, and, and uh, it could affect him later on this race. And we know Christian Rasmus is not the type of driver who's going to be content with finishing sixth. But, Davey, if you're on the headset as the strategist, are you letting them know that, hey, as they run right now, it's still going to be a massive points day for them? Yeah, no, you, you have to. It's just at this point, let's just salvage this day. It's, we, we know we didn't have good luck. We got hit. It was nothing of our doing. We're in P6 right now. You got a couple second lead over P7. No pressure behind you at all. Let's just take it if it's easy. And if not, just right there. We got a nice points lead going into the last two. Yeah, as they run right now, it's a 63-point lead. The turn one of Michael Young. Yeah, interesting. Well, last time by, Christian Rasmussen was all over the rear wing of Christian Bogle, but this time through, he locked up those Firestones into turn number one. And Jake Query, he's fallen off that fifth-place battle by about five car lengths. Tell you what, give Christian Bogle a lot of credit here because it hasn't always been easy for him this year. But now with the points leader in Christian Rasmussen right behind him, He's done a heck of a job hitting all of his marks, holding off, and keeping on the same pace. They work their way now through turn number seven. Uh, to that point, Jake Query, 45 career starts for Christian Bogle and just one top five. So he would like to at least hold on to that and equal his career best. Got some work to do as uh, Jones, Bogle, and Rasmussen. They're trying to get that thing sorted out a little bit. A little bit further back behind them. Bravo continues to be a good battle, but jump up in front of them and Chad McInerney Francis Jr. A good battle, Nick. Yeah, honestly, I just see a lot of drivers at the rear of the field who are frustrated with how their day has gone and that's why Davey you're not seeing a lot of separation everybody pushing really hard towards the rear of the field yeah and uh, one thing with this race really kind of being shorter than we're used to seeing these fire so tires are so good they're made to go 100 miles really I mean or more and and I think that majority of these drivers and cars and teams know that and I think the tire is going to be the least of the issues now that I realize that it is a shorter 18 uh, of 35 uh, laps down, 17 to go, so halfway right now, Nick, and right, and they're spread out, and that what we see that happening in the mid parts of the race. We it usually started getting good and racy towards the end of these uh, end of these lights, right, or next races. Yeah, as soon as the uh, tires fall off, we see Matthew Brabham kicks up a little dust. He's going to be challenged by James Rowe as they go down the back straightaway. That's the battle for the ninth position, and it looks like Rowe got the run, and he'll clear Brabham into turn. Number nine, it looked like uh, the left side Firestones got off the racetrack for Brabham. And, Davey, that is so easy to do. We've been seeing drivers yeah. in Indy Next and IndyCar doing that all weekend. Yeah, you know, I was able to go out this morning in the two-seater. You forget to get on this track just how difficult it is and how fast turn turn 10 and 11 are. But turn 12, man, it really tightens up quick. And you want to go through their wide open. I'm talking turn 10. But, boy, the cars, you're in yaw. The cars in turn mode. And when you get on the brakes, it wants to slide out from underneath of you. So, very tricky down there. We see a lot of cars dropping those tires off. It's a fast area, and you need to take advantage of that speed through there, or your time just aren't going to be satisfactory where you need to be. So, yeah, tough tough area down there, but it's characteristics of this racetrack. With 16 laps to go with the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix of Portland, the top five, Louis Foster, Daniel Frost, Nolan Siegel, Jagger Jones, and Christian Bogle. I'm Indy Next driver Daniel Frost, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Daniel Frost got a good run going right now. He's 5.3 seconds behind the leader, but uh, based on the pace that Louis Foster is setting down, it's still good enough for second. Uh, Daniel Frost got about a one-second lead over Nolan Siegel. We'll see if things tighten up for second. Uh, no change in that battle for fourth. Jagger Jones still holding off Christian Bogle with the points leader. Christian Rasmussen sitting right there in sixth. And for more on that points-leading team, HMD, let's go to Pit Lane and Ryan Marine. AJ Smith is the team manager for HMD. Christian, the championship leader, coming in. He was caught up in that mess at the start of the race. How's the car? How's he been able to handle the ups and downs of this race? Well, we gave him the option to come in and have the car looked at, and he said it felt good. We asked about the, the Firestones. How do they feel? He said they still felt round and didn't even get flat spotted in that. So he opted to stay out and keep pushing, try and pick up some positions. Uh, he hasn't really said much since. He's keeping his head down. I think he's just driving a smart race trying to save this day. Well, it's tough to balance, right? I know he wants to gain positions, but he's also got to think championship. How aggressive is he going to be in this fight? 
Well, I don't think he's going to push the issue too much, knowing that McElroy's three laps down. I think he's got the big picture in mind. We're going after this championship. That's the important thing. Good luck to you. Thank you. Yeah, those are some wise comments there, uh, not only from the team, but uh, about their championship leading driver and uh, showing a lot of trust as well, Dave. I mean, they radioed in and gave them the option to come in, but they're going to trust that Christian has the best feel for that car. And so far, that's uh, proving to be a pretty smart position as he's running to that sixth spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you know when you're sitting in that car and you know what kind of hit that you got. You know, you know, you feel, you know, what the car went through. And obviously he had the confidence is that it wasn't a very big hit. I spun around. Nothing's broke. Let me just go and, and uh, let's salvage. As he said, let's salvage his day. Um, when something's completely out of your hands, it's a bummer. But right now, as AJ just said, let's look at the big picture. And that is the championship. And, you know, he, he's even though a bad a bad day and you increase your point championship, that's a pretty good day. Michael Young, Louis Foster looks untouchable, but I'm not sure Daniel Frost is quite comfortable in that second spot. Well, we were just thinking the same thing, Nick. Nolan Siegel is on the charge. He has closed what was a second-and-a-half gap down to about 12 car legs, but Jake Nolan Siegel making a move on Daniel Frost. That group works its way now through turn number six. Frost will call it about an eight-car length advantage. Then, as they exit this area, it's just entering turn number six, where you have that other battle we've been keeping our eye on. Jagger Jones and Christian Bogle. Mark Christian Bogle has been trying and trying. You talked about wanting to hold on to that fifth uh, fifth place spot. Right now, he's trying to peek in again on fourth. And you know, Davey Hamilton, maybe you can speak to this. Watching Nolan Siegel, I know you want to be smooth with your hands with a steering wheel, but you want to be smooth in braking too, and I think Siegel's able to close that gap because he's a little smoother than Daniel Frost when it comes to braking. Yeah, that's right. We've seen him down there in turn eight, lock the tires up. We're talking about Frost. That left front tire gets a little bit light going through that tight kink before you come on that straightaway, and you're exactly right, Mark. Every time you lock that tire up, it could it gives you the opportunity to get it out around or just you know less heat it up too much, less grip. And so you're exactly right. I think he's pushing the issue. Siegel's doing a good job, caught up to him, like I say, with within half a second right now. So he's uh, he's definitely closed that gap. And it looks like Bogle is back at it, too, all over Jones for that fourth spot. Yeah, Jake Query, take a pick because there's two pretty good battles out there on the racetrack. I'm going to take that one Davey Hamilton just mentioned because Christian Bogle now is starting to take a little bit of a different line behind Jagger Jones, and he is now right on the wing exiting turn number seven. Christian Bogle trying to get to Jagger Jones. And they continue to pull away from sixth place running Christian Rasmussen. Yeah, it was about a second and a half a moment ago, and now it's down to five-tenths of a second as Jagger Jones tried to hold off Christian Bogle. That was a set up for turn number 11. Let's look right ahead of those drivers as Nolan Siegel running down Daniel Frost, that's the battle for second into turn one. Michael with 10 to go. We'll take you through both of these battles, second and third. Siegel about three car lengths behind second place running Daniel Frost. And then it's that battle for that fourth position. And we see Jagger Jones trying to hold off Christian Bogle back to that second place battle. It's Daniel Frost, Jake Quarry, about four car lengths ahead of Nolan Siegel. Yeah, this has really turned into a good battle as well. Nolan Siegel right on the rear wing of Daniel Frost. Again, battle for second right now. Frost holding on to it, taking a look further back. That battle again between Jagger Jones and Christian Bogle. That right now, the battle for the fourth position. All of it starting to work its way down to the backstretch. And Louis Foster continuing to say, have at it, kids. He has opened up a lead of 5.3 seconds. Six-tenths of a second now. Daniel Frost over Nolan Siegel. Still five-tenths of a second between Jagger Jones and Christian Bogle. Those are your top five. Frost, your winner at St. Pete. Siegel got victories in Detroit and Road America. Davey looks like Daniel Frost doing a pretty good job getting off of turn number 12 not allowing Siegel to get close enough to show him a wing that's opened up to about five car lengths. Yeah, you know, there's only really two good passing zones here, and that is going into turn one and cut off that back straightaway going into turn 10. Although, turn seven and eight do create some passing zones. The track gets really wide there, um, and you can sneak underneath the guy and try to block that line as they come on that long back straightaway. So that's where we need to keep eye is see if they can be fast in those passing zones or in the cars in front can defend. And behind them, Davey, boy, I think Jagger Jones has got to be tired of looking in the rearview mirrors and seeing that <laughs> uh, seven car for HMD Motorsports and Christian Bogle. It stayed pretty big in the mirrors. Yeah, it's pretty. it's been there this entire race. And the good news is, I guess, if you see a car behind you like that for this long a time, 
Um, sometimes you think, hey, I'm, he's, he can't catch me. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going 100%. I'm being consistent. I could do this all day long. He's not catching me. It gives you some confidence that he can't catch you. But then again, if you're hanging it out in every corner, you're just too on the edge and you know you can't make a mistake, that's a different story. So we'll see what happens with this last 10 laps. That is the voice of Davey Hamilton. It's Mark James, uh, Jake Query, Michael Young out of the turns calling the action. Ryan Marine and Alex Wolf down on pit lane. My name's Nick Yeoman. This is the Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix of Portland. Louis Foster seemingly has this one in hand. He's got a 5.7 second lead, but the really good battles for second and for fourth is Daniel Frost is holding off Nolan Siegel, and Jagger Jones has done a tremendous job of holding off uh, Christian Bogle. And uh, Jake Query, honestly, we were watching Christian Rasmussen. He was kind of the third player in that party for fourth. Looks like he's kind of settled in uh, quite a bit behind in that sixth spot. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's probably just power of suggestion, but looks like he's not even as much in the throttle through six as those just in front of him. Jamie Chadwick is behind Rasmussen decided to kind of back off just a little bit. She's about 12 car lengths or so behind him. Uh, laps led, starting to mount up now for Louis Foster, but well behind him, that battle continues. Christian Bogle, Nick Yeoman, with a really good run into 9 and 10, although it looks like Jagger Jones is going to get off turn number 12 a little smoother. Pair of American drivers on the front straightaway. Jagger Jones and that old Calhoun 98 machine uh, trying to hold off the driver from Louisiana. Bogle's to within a car length. Michael into turn one. This is the closest Christian Bogle has been. Gets a great run out of turn number two and to turn number three they come. It's Jagger Jones, Christian Bogle right on that rear wing. They'll make their way through four. Call it a car to half. The battle for fourth to turn five. So this again, as you had mentioned, Michael, the battle for fourth. Jagger Jones has it. Christian Bogle, this is the closest he has been to it. Jones swings just a little bit wide through turn number six. Allows Bogle to then get another look on that rear wing. But Jones able to hold him off a little bit through turn number seven. Main straightaway out of turn number eight. Jagger Jones leading Christian Bogle. Again, rarefied air for both of these drivers in terms of competing for a top five. Jagger Jones missed a race at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Has just the one podium, D Detroit. And uh, now they get off course as they come off of the uh, turn number 11. And Jagger Jones goes to the grass, Nick Yeoman. He's going to get it back on the course, then spin around, go to the other side. Dangerously close to other traffic that was coming by him. Looks like he's keeping the wheels spinning, trying to keep that car moving forward. Oh, he's got those rear tires lit up. He'll try to fight his way out of the grass, but it was Bogle putting the pressure, heading to that switchback, and uh, it looks like Jagger, Davey, just got a little bit offline through 9 and 10. Yeah. Here, we're going to watch it right now. Looks like he went to blow to block, and what happens, it just, he got, he hit that curbing a little bit hard. In turn nine, got off the outside, launched the front of that car there. He slid, wow, right in front of Bogle. Bogle, what a great job uh, not hitting in the side of Jagger Jones. Jagger then tried to save that car and just spun around again. Uh, almost slid back in the racetrack again, but wow, very fortunate for Bogle not to get inside Jagger Jones. I, you know what, Davey? I, I hate to disagree with you. I think Christian Bogle might have got a piece of that. In fact, I see the left front uh, of the wing. It looks like it's dragging across the racetrack. He might have got a piece, yes, uh, but, but, sure but, but that could have been yeah. a heck of a lot worse. Yeah, no, it could have been a lot worse. Let's just hope that wing hangs in there right now, and let's watch it again. Oh, here, here's what happened. Jagger Jones actually kind of moved up on Bogle going into that corner and got that nose wing with his right rear. That's what got uh, that's what got Jones, you know, kind of crooked going into the corner. So you're right. Bogle did make contact, and it looks like that right rear tire of Jagger Jones is uh, deflated, and he's going to have to come into pit lane. Yeah, partner, I think we were both right because you're right. The contact was initially heading into the corner. Uh, I was a little bit more concerned about exiting the corner. That's where it could have been awful big. As for Jagger Jones, he's taking that car to pit lane. Alex Wolf, you've got eyes on him. And Davey Hamilton hit the nail right on the head. Flat right rear tire on the 98 car. He came in. Cape Motorsports changed it. And he's rolled back out onto the track at Portland International Raceway. But a tough break late in the going as he was having such a great run. Yeah, he tumbles all the way down to the 12th position. One lap down. So a uh, tough break for Jagger Jones as he'll see a top five thrown into the river as we are late in the goings here four laps to go louis foster's lead remains healthy just uh, shy of six seconds daniel frost continues to hold off nolan siegel for second christian bogle runs in fourth but again he's got damage 
And it looks like Christian Rasmussen may be starting to run him down. Those two are teammates. And Jamie Chadwick, all of a sudden, she is now poised for her career best finish as she's moved up into the sixth spot. Rest of the top ten, Ernie Francis Jr., James Rowe, Matthew Bravham, and Yuvin Sundramorthy and Mark Janes. We're watching down the back straightaway. That battle for second is far from over. Uh, yeah, it's far from over for sure. Daniel Frost and Nolan Siegel. It's about four-tenths of a second now as they set up for turn number nine. Siegel is right in the tire track. Stays right there, although Frost looks like he gets a pretty good run off in turn number 11. We'll see how Nolan Siegel's able to tackle turn number one now as they head to the start-finish line. Siegel's got just three more laps to get around to Michael. Can he do it in turn one? Siegel trying to get back to mid-season form. About a car length and a half behind the second-place running Daniel Frost, a driver from Singapore. Exits turn number three, and Nolan Siegel is there, but only two car lengths behind this time through. Lost a little bit of ground as he entered turn number four. Frost will cap himself to three car lengths. All of this happening well behind the leader, Louis Foster, but all of the action and eyes now on that battle for second. Daniel Frost and Nolan Siegel. They work their way now into turn number seven. Frost swings wide. Siegel swung wide as well. Almost tried to do the old over-under. Could not do it. Frost starts to pull away. They worked their way to the kink off turn number eight. By the way, the misfortune suffered by Jagger Jones was a benefit to your points leader, Christian Rasmussen. It gives him another spot. He's in a top five position now, and he's gained a few more points. He's plus 65. Back to that battle now. Nolan Siegel stuck right in the tired tracks of Daniel Frost as they set up for turn number 12. Frost car uh, goes right to the red and white curbing to the outside of the corner. He's trying to Hang it out, find any speed he can here in the closing laps. It is the battle for second here in Portland. Two laps to go as they race into turn number one. The driver from California is still stalking Daniel Frost. Nolan Siegel on the charge. Again, that gap as they exit turn number three. About three car lengths. Daniel Frost doing a great job holding that position, keeping that line. Looks very smooth as they enter turn number five. In the way into turn number five, and that time into the turn, Frost a little more low, but Siegel decided to go right where he did. As a matter of fact, it's like they're magnetized as they work their way now. Right-hander, turn number seven off of turn number six. Frost got out of the throttle just a little bit. So too did Siegel. Three car length advantage for Frost. They'll both accelerate down the back straightaway in this battle for second as uh, we are eyeing the white flag, and it'll be Louis Foster who is about to get it here at Portland International Raceway as he makes his way through turn uh, number 12 up front. We're keeping an eye on the race leader. White flag, Michael Young. Uh, he's racing his way to a victory as that battle for second continues to rage on. The USF Pro 2000 champ from one year ago about to get his second victory if he can complete his final lap. But the battle's off for second. Nolan Siegel will look to the outside. He'll have the preferred line as he works to the inside of Daniel Frost. Frost is all over that rear wing. Nolan Siegel will take over second position. He'll have a car length ahead of Daniel Frost as Louis Foster works through turn six for the final time. So they just swapped positions on the podium. Theoretically, Louis Foster has worked his way for the final time through turn number seven. Siegel now starting to pull away just a little bit from Daniel Frost. The advantage for Siegel now, four carlings as they work their way through turn number seven. And once he got past him, he has all but checked out. Meanwhile, back up front, Louis Foster has led three times this season, a winner at Mid-Ohio. He's led 17 laps, and it's been an up-and-down season for him, Nick Gilman, but he has this one well in hand. Yeah, it looks like he's going to pick up a spot in the championship, moving his way to fourth and it'll be career win number two louis foster sees the checkered flag he wins the indy next by firestone grand prix of portland the winning margin is going to be up around seven and a half seconds nolan siegel's going to come home in second third is daniel frost christian bogle try to lift that car home to fourth we see the championship leader christian rasmussen coming out of the final corner he's getting some pressure put on by jamie chadwick Looks like Rasmussen, though, will hold on to finish fifth and extend his points lead to 65 markers over Hunter McElray. But again, your winner here in Portland is Louis Foster. I'm Indy Next Driver, Louis Foster, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Well, it was wild on the opening lap. It was uh, fierce in the battle for second and fourth. The only place it wasn't wild was up front for Louis Foster as he Flat-out dominance uh, dominates today. The winning margin is 7.8 seconds. Davey Hamilton, I'm sure Louis Foster is just fine with uh, letting all that action happen behind yeah, him. That's he, right. he drove a perfect race. 
Yeah, good day to be on the pole, isn't it? Because he didn't get touched at all. He had great pace. He was on the pole for a reason. He's been fast all weekend and and um, looked pretty easy. I mean, they're never easy, but that looked pretty easy for Foster, just really checking out and, and getting another victory here at Portland International Raceway. Uh, with the win, Louis Foster jumps to fourth in points ahead of Jacob Abel. He's 82 points back. Nolan Siegel, 70 back in third. McElray, 65 back in second. Christian Rasmussen remains your points leader. Let's hear from some of today's competitors. Let's start with Alex Bull. And for Nolan Siegel, it was a run from seventh to second here at Portland today. And some tough running there, uh, getting a little bit of close there at the end with your teammate Daniel Frost. So I go over and give him a handshake after you guys pulled in. Was that a fun run there to the finish for the runner-up spot? Yeah, I had a great time. You know, we knew our race car was going to be really strong. Um, we struggled a little bit in qualifying, and we knew that we were going to be coming forward. And the car was fantastic all through the race. Perfect balance. Huge thank you to the team and my engineer. It was it was great. And um yeah, you know, it was all about strategy there with the P2P, I think, at the end, and um, we played it right, so uh, really, really happy with that run. I'm super happy to come away with the second after being buried in the field yesterday. I know it's maybe a little bit of a tough summer stretch, now rebounding with this runner-up finish, and now you get to head for a double header at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Sega. What do you think the, the outlook there next week? I think we're going to be great. It's my home track. Really looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, it's been a tough stretch, but I feel like we've been doing everything well up until now and it's been bad luck and you know the results have come for us when you know when everything goes our way and it went our way today and i hope it'll go our way next weekend well congratulations on a great run thank you and now with the winner here's ryan marine career win number two for louis foster and it comes here at portland international raceway from the outside at least louis it looked like that was a relatively quiet race how was it from the cockpit were there any scares or did you feel fully in control yeah, I mean, I was just managing tires, to be honest, majority of that race. Um, I knew that I was, I had a good gap, so if they started pushing again, I could push back. Um, my biggest worry was a safety car. Obviously, it can happen here with turn one. Uh, so I was just managing the tires and keeping my push to pass up. I think I only used eight seconds to push past the entire race. Um, so, yeah, just managing those tires just in case there was a safety car. But, yeah, no, it was a pretty brain-setting race, to be honest, from my end. It was just turning consistent laps and, and just getting to the finish. Did you get any glimpse of the chaos behind you in your mirrors there on lap one? I was watching the TV. I saw the replays, but I didn't see it in my mirrors. I was too focused on not doing it myself. Two straight podiums for you now with the runner-up last week on the Oval at Gateway. Now the win here on the road course in Portland. Does it feel like this team is hitting on all cylinders? Yeah, I think these are results, if I'm honest, we've deserved for quite a while. We've had quite a lot of uh, unfortunate unfortunate races. But, no, it's good to obviously finally get get some podiums under our belt and get some good points. Uh, but, yeah, no, super happy. You know, we've, we've been up here all season. We just haven't had quite the luck. We'll see you next week in Monterey. Cool, thank you. That's Louis Foster. Alex? Daniel Frost rounds out the podium in the third position. First off, Daniel, what was your view of that uh, chaos on the opening lap and the opening turn? Right. When I went to turn one, um, I, I checked up a little bit to, to make sure that I would stop the car. And then I looked to my left and I just see everyone bulldozing everyone over. I'm like, you know, staying on the inside was a good idea for, for me um, just so I didn't get taken out on the outside. Good positioning for us with, with the start, so we kept clear and, you know, that, that improved us uh, six, seven positions at the start, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to come out with the podium, but not happy that I lost that second position. Yeah, talk about that tough battle with Nolan. I know, you know you guys. I talked to Nolan about it. We were congratulating each other after it. And for both of you, had sort of a, some tough stretches the last couple of races, and to be able to rebound in a big way on the podium, how important is that? Right, we're, we're both teammates. We don't want to, you know, cause any accidents, especially with that we're at second and third. But it's it's good respect between the two of us. Um, hard racing. Um, he played a little bit better of a strategy than we did. So, unfortunately, we ran out with the pass in the last lap. And that caused us our second position, unfortunately. And, yeah, with, with us being back on the podium, it feels good, you know, after, you know... Uh, early season uh, mishap with some unlucky moments but now we're we look like we're back on the right track so that's a good sign it was fun to watch out there today and we'll see you next weekend out in monterey thank you i'm excited too and let's go over to ryan marine despite being caught up in that turn one lap one incident christian rasmussen actually extended his points lead today with a fifth place finish and you were just telling me a moment ago it was not immediately clear that the car was going to be able to survive what happened there on the first lap no i was worried because like i got away pretty good and i got up the inside of hunter and probably would have passed him into turn one 
And then next thing I know, I just get railed from the back, like big time. It was a big hit, and obviously it spun me all the way around. Um, I got away, uh, but I didn't know if the car was damaged because it was quite a big hit. So I was just trying to kind of like feel it out on those pace laps. Uh, I was debating on whether or not I should go in and, and get it checked, but I decided to, I'm, I'm gonna you know, roll the dice and, and try and stay out, which, which paid off. Um, we did have damage to the floor, I found out, and I think we were losing quite a bit of downforce at the rear. So towards the end of the race, my rear tires were gone. So I was just trying to hold on and uh, getting away with a, a fifth place finish today, I think is all we could ask for, you know, extending the championship lead, going into Laguna with 65 points. And, uh, yeah, happy about that. How aware of Hunter's issues were you? Did you know that he was several laps down and languishing towards the back? Yeah, I, I could see, obviously, rolling around that Hunter was still still caught up. Uh, I don't know, did he get out on the track again? Yeah, but he lost, I think, three laps. Yeah, so, I mean, again, I don't, I don't wish that on my en enemy, but, again... I can't help but be happy for myself in that situation. How do you feel with a couple races to go out in Monterey next week? I feel good, you know, just extending that championship lease takes some of the pressure off and uh, yeah, I'm just going to go to Laguna, enjoy it and, and hopefully come home with a championship. We'll see you there in California. Thank you. That's your points leader, Christian Rasmussen. Final uh, running order, it's Josh Pearson finishes 17th, Jacob Abel 16th, neither one of those drivers able to complete a lap after that opening lap incident. Hunter McElray finishes in 15th. He falls 65 points behind Christian Rasmussen in the championship. Finishing 14th today was Reese Gold. Kiffin Simpson was 13th. Jagger Jones was 12th. Those three drivers all two laps down. Uh, finishing one lap down, Victor Franzoni. He triggered the accident. Uh, the melee at the start of the race, he finishes 11th. Juven Sutter Amorthy comes home in 10th. Matthew Brabham finishes ninth and eighth. It was James Rowe. Ernie Francis Jr. finishes seventh. Career best for Jamie Chadwick as she brings that DHL car home in the sixth spot. Points leader Christian Rasmussen comes home in fifth. Also a career best for the driver from Louisiana, Christian Bogle, as he finishes fourth. Your podium today, Daniel Frost, third. Nolan Siegel with a last lap pass gets to second. And it's Louis Foster, your race winner by 7.8 seconds. Up next for Indy Next by Firestone, it is a trip to WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca, and Monterey, California. Doubleheader. It's rounds 13 and 14 championship, Saturday, September 9th, and September 10th. The Indy Next by Firestone Grand Prix of Portland is brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton, covering the pits, Ryan Marine and Alex Wolf. Our turn announcers were Mark James, Michael Young, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite and technical support by Scott Forget. Master control operations in our Indianapolis studios by Sam Rumsa. The network director is Chris Pollock, and this is Nick Yeoman. Don't touch that dial. There's more from Portland International Raceway coming up. Listen to Mark James, Davey Hamilton, and the entire crew for live flag-to-flag coverage of the BitNile.com Grand Prix of Portland at the top of the hour on all of these same outlets and a radio station near you will not want to miss it. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.